Imagine a pill that can improve your focus, your memory, your sleep. A catalyst to improve your brain chemistry. Dr. Bill's Cognition Plus is truly the smarter in an hour pill. A combination of amino acids, trace minerals, and B vitamins, Cognition Plus is made with specialized herbal extracts that will enhance and support brain function. Our customers say, I feel more focused. My memory's getting better. I can work longer with more useful hours. Power up your neurotransmitters that have been depleted, like dopamine and norepinephrine. Simulate the release of others, like serotonin and oxytocin. Improve circulation and energy production. Protect your mind and your loved ones today. Order Dr. Bill Deagle's Cognition Plus at 888-212-8871 or go online to NutriMedical.com. That's 888-212-8871 or NutriMedical.com. And listen to the NutriMedical Report on the Genesis Radio Network with open lines every weekday. NutriMedical.com, bringing nutrition and medicine together. This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. two-hour special here with uh, Lowell Ponte. And, and Lowell, this usual hour we have uh, Jim Deal on, but he can't make it. It's usually our uh, hour dealing with what we call Care Fire University. And I, I've, for years, listened to the gold bugs and bought lots of gold and silver. I still have it. Believe me, I'm happy. I bought it when it was like 200 and some dollars an ounce. Right. In fact, we used a chunk of it to put the down payment on our home here in California, and we were pleased when it had appreciated like five times its previous value. But I like Care Fires because Care Fires is gold by the gram, so we have a gram network we started a year and a half ago, and, boy, it's expanded. And we tell people that when they join our network, and all they have to do is just contact me or we put them to our upline, Jim Deal, Gary Franchi, uh, whatever, uh, and uh, Pete Fedick, et cetera. Um, and, by the way, our upline goes all the way through Ted Anderson here, who's the founder of Genesis Network. So Ted's our upline. But gold and silver, even if you buy gold and silver coins, you're way ahead of the game because the economy, and this is one of the things I want to, to get your opinion on, I see some very weird things in cryptocurrencies. And you probably have an analysis as to why it it's, doesn't make common mathematical sense why a $0.07 cent, uh, investment back seven years ago when Bitcoin is now worth $7,000. And some of these people are giddy. They're making so much money there we call crypto billionaires, uh, Bitcoin billionaires. They literally have invested moderate amounts of money, including my son, by the way, Christopher, my youngest son, and they made a heck of a lot of Bitcoin expansion. In fact, if you sell the Bitcoins uh, by buying a product, say, at Amazon, Amazon will give you 20% off right off the top. But you write a number of books with Craig Smith, who's a billionaire, and he is, one of his primary businesses is gold and silver. And uh, Craig has understood that there's basically two ways to get wealthy, the 90% way is actually real estate, you know, over a long period of time. But it's really unstable now, especially with the two new tax law and high-tax states like California. I've changed their name, by the way, from California to California because it's more like a communist country. And New York State, which is, again, the same kind of cradle-to-grave. The state will tax the hell out of the people that are moderately wealthy to pay for all kinds of freebies. Uh, and it doesn't help the economy, by the way. This new tax bill is going to literally hurt the people that could buy or expand their small business. Um, so they need to fix it. 
But I tell people, get involved with Care Bars. Contact us, and we'll do it. Now, I want to get into your papers, but do do that. Do contact me, Dr. Bill Deagle at Hotmail.com. We have a list now. We have Vince Finelli on, on usually on the third hour on Friday with his uh, USA Prepares program. And I've had other prepper experts on, like from, North, uh, from Oregon, the people who make the um, Turtle Tough Shelters, and John Moore over at RBN, who's an expert in prepper. He's an ex-Special Forces guy uh, in Vietnam, and his guy's been he's prepping forever. And he's taught me a lot of stuff, plus my contacts with the military, because I worked as a civilian with Special Forces in Delta. So a lot of things I know were taught to me by military people who became buds. So um, one of the wisest minds in terms of finance, science, and many topics is Lowell Ponte. And what, Lowell, I want you to kind of get into some of your articles today. You have a humorous one you put out about the 10 points of whether or not you've a, got a bad HMO program for your health care. And then there's another article about the quote, return or pseudo-return of morality to politics. And I'd like oh, you to get into this because yeah. I'm sure it's, as I say, a tongue-in-cheek article because is this real? I don't think so. What do you think? Well, at least the illusion of morality coming back into politics is here, and we'll t- we can talk about that. That's well, you, 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 you mentioned something funny, though. I want to say this before you get onto your rant because I'm going to get out of the way here. Uh, you mentioned that uh, the uh, that they have to have the illusion of actually bringing morality back, when in fact the reality is probably not going to be anywhere near that. Uh, and you mentioned the the author of uh, the Inferno. And I mentioned Machiavelli, who was the author. Machiavelli, yeah, exactly, Inferno. And the fact is Machiavellianism, basically this is what we see in, 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 in politics. If you look at Hillary Clinton on a book tour and making crazy comments, I'm thinking, is this the same person making comments when she was actually harassing women who were assaulted by her husband? I mean, this is pretty bizarre, isn't it? Oh, I've, I've written before that her husband raped three women and then Hillary raped them a second time by destroying their character quite deliberately, even though she knew they were telling the truth. So that, that's the kind of pragmatic morality, if you will. You see, you see, there are two kinds of morals, as we discussed here a few weeks ago. There is personal morality. That is, a person would not cheat on his wife, for example, or her right. husband. Uh, that was dismissed by Steve Grossman when he was asked about Bill Clinton's scandal when it first arose. He said, Bill Clinton is the most moral person I have ever met. Now, what he meant, you see, he was speaking left-speak, which is a whole different language. In, in left-speak, Personal morality is bourgeois morality. It is irrelevant. Nobody cares whether you cheat on your wife or not. All that matters to a leftist is what they call social morality. In other words, as they mean it, are you working to advance the cause of socialism or not? Bill Clinton clearly was working to advance the cause of Marxism and socialism. Therefore, he was moral. And if he had to have a few virgins sacrificed to him every so often, if he had to eat three or four people like a cannibal every so often, that was okay. Because personal morality means nothing. All that matters is social morality, and social morality is very clearly defined. So you can be the most personally moral person in the world, but if you favor free market economics over socialism, if you work to make government smaller rather than larger, you are an immoral person. 
by the Democrat standards. So, so in other words, that would include people like Roy Moore, who even before they brought these scandals out, when he was fighting Luther Strange and even Donald Trump was supporting McConnell's pick, he was a socially immoral person from the start even before the so-called scandals arose. Well, certainly to those Republicans who are globalists, who are basically world socialists, which is really what a lot of them are, uh, yes, he is a terrible person. Right. Because he supported the Gun Owners of America. He's a member of GOA and I am too in California. He's uber pro-life. He wants to eliminate it. He wants to support the picking of several more Supreme Court justices that will end abortion in America. And by the way, it will be the first nation in the Western world that ends abortion or makes it virtually impossible. There's a bill right now they've sent me numerous times now, and I support it financially and otherwise, called the heartbeat bill. So if you can detect a heartbeat, you can't abort. Now, 99% of pregnancies can't be detected until you can know there's a heartbeat there on a pregnancy test. So as a result, abortion ends, okay? And if abortion ends, by the way, the only other group that actually supports that are Muslims. Muslims. Because if you do abortions in a Muslim country, they cut off your hands first while you're screaming. They cut your head off before Friday morning prayers. They don't play around. There's not a long trial. If they find extreme evidence that you've done abortions, even one abortion, you're dead before Friday prayer. So... Even as a pseudo-religion that a lot of people find kind of vile in many ways, but it's a chameleon. In some places, Islam is very peaceful and wonderful, but it's a chameleon. It, it honors disabled people, it honors the elderly, and it absolutely honors the unborn. And this is something that people you know, kind of writhe at, but it's part of the main reason why Muslim countries see America as the great Satan. Because we've pushed abortion around the world, and all of our leaders, going for the last five presidents, except for this current Donald Trump, have pushed it so violently, the very first act that Barack Obama did was to take the Montreal Protocol thing off so we could pay for abortions in his home country of Kenya, because he's not an American, by the way. So this is how crazy it is. So the morality of politics, and this is, I had a, a colleague of mine back in, in San Antonio back 30 years ago who discovered how to put a valve into women so they could not get pregnant, because I, I believe in pregnancy control, so you can separate your kids or not get pregnant at all if you don't want to, but it also stops prevalent inflammatory disease. And the valve costs like less than a buck, and you can put it in at a 20-minute procedure to the belly button and turn it on or off if you want to have children. The left doesn't want to have birth control using non-pharmaceutical things that will screw up your, your reproductive cycle or make a sterile even cause cancer. No, no, no. They want dead babies. This is a sacrifice. And if people don't get that, they don't understand the psychology of Hillary Clinton. And, by the way, this guy Jones, this Doug Jones, is actually fighting against Roy Moore. He believes in abortion right up to the last moment of the, of the baby's uh, contractile delivery through the birth canal, sticking scissors into the brain and sucking it out. And 93% of abortionists wouldn't do it, but Doug would. And so would Hillary, the Hildebeest. And I'm just reading my Yahoo. just popped up in front of me. I mean, timing is everything, isn't it? President Trump discounts assault accusations against Republican candidate Roy Moore, says Alabama voters don't need a liberal in Senate seat. Whoa! Donald, you know, maybe you're getting the damn message. If you don't support Roy Bud, you're toast. And here's the scenario I see happening. Donald himself was attacked with vile and inappropriate statements that he had made 
Well, in that trailer, which the NBC kept that t- film and, and released it. We've got Jeff Bezos, literally the devil he is, the uh, the Christian hater, politics hater, any religion. I don't care what religion it is. He hates you even if just you're a Buddhist. Okay? And we got this guy saying he just, just like the never-Trumpers, uh, like Mark Cuban and others that want to run in the Republican Party, now Trump's finally starting to realize, and his own staff, you know, Marianne Conway and others have told him, uh, you got to come up more stridently. He should actually campaign with Roy. If he came down, that would be enough push to make sure that seat would be held. Then they could actually kind of in- disentangle the lies. For example, this one, uh, I think her name is Lawson, that's claimed that he had sexual impropriety, but she never had any contact with him later. He presided over her divorce, Roy Moore did. The fact is this graphical analysis of this yearbook shows anomalies that indicate that there's a lot of of uh, race uh, of what we call a case baiting. You know, in other words, trying to create a legal case against something that doesn't have substance. And the fact that a military guy coming back in his early 30s, dated late teenager, 17, 18, 19, is not an anomaly, especially in a state like Alabama, especially when he had permission from the mother to date these kids. I'm sure that these mothers were real happy to have someone who probably had a job, had experience, went to basically the special academies and fought in wars that Roy had qualifications to be a good husband. That's what mothers want for their daughters. They don't want a boyfriend who's just going to take them out and and sexually assault them or just have a relationship temporarily to satisfy their sexual needs. What women want in their late teens and 20s is a husband. They don't want to to give away their body in sexual exchange unless there's some kind of payout at the other end. And people don't understand that's why women are so much more mature than men at you know, in their teen years, women are at least 10 years ahead of men, aren't they? Well, apparently so. But, I mean, they, they're wagering a lot more on this. What is a man wagering? He's wagering a teaspoon of fluid. Right. A, a woman is risking nine months in a condition that could potentially kill her. Right. And, and, that, and that's why one of the things that I think women should uh, be, we call dating like a group date, like they did a century ago or in the early 20th century, where they went on the family outing, and the, the so-called male that would be, in a sense, courting, they called it, would be going with the family. They would never be. They would have a chaperone. They would never be allowed to be alone to have sex. And uh, if there was any marriage, it had to be a, 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 a an acceptance by the parents that this was a, an acceptable person that had good morality, a job, and the ability to support a home because they didn't have credit back then. If you couldn't pay for a home or had a job, how could you take care of a wife and children? Because as soon as you have sex immediately you have to think of the possibility of children, and you don't want children out of a family because of the danger of starvation. Or as you, say, as you say, when a woman has sex, they can die from it. I mean, that's why a century ago, it wasn't because women weren't smart in the Old West. It's because women died in childbirth, that they were not allowed banks, wouldn't loan to, the children, to women. Not because they're stupid, because in the average, the average woman is 5 to 10 degrees higher IQ than the average man, although there's seven times more people with IQs over 170 that are male. The average female is smarter and is far more social. The reason is they died in childbirth. That's why they couldn't get loans from banks, right? That's certainly a factor. Now, if I could throw in a few random thoughts. Yeah, Number let's do that. One, America today, we supposedly have more sex than ever before, but we have the lowest fertility rate in American history. We are literally, our population is literally dying at this point. There are more people uh, dying than are being born. Yeah. in the country. That's what this low fertility rate means. Number right. two, 
You referred to what we are now undergoing by having the stupid party versus the evil party. I mean, we know Republicans are often called the stupid party, but this time Democrats were called the evil party for right. some of the reasons you've suggested. The right. problem with democracy, though, is traditionally we are taught to pick the lesser of two evils, recognizing that both sides have some evil to them. Uh, even if we concede, however, that Roy Moore may have had arguable morals by the standards of, say, the northeastern United States, which I find a rather odd from a culture that uh, that would be as immoral as it is, uh, and we can get into that. Uh, the fact is, your choice is between someone who, as you rightly said, favors abortion, yay, until five minutes before the child would be born naturally, right. versus someone who actually is on the side of more birth, more pregnant. In other words, it's someone on the side of life, even if right. it's awkwardly and, imp and imprecisely done, versus someone who is clearly on the side of death. Now, which yeah. side do you choose in a debate like that? And yeah. this is part of what I'm getting at in this week's column, which appears at Pontification Blog, in case anyone's curious. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, that's Pontification Blog. Dot WordPress dot com and then you have all the I'll have the links on our site anyway. I'll put up the full article and links. See a lot yeah. of my columns. By the way, just parenthetically, and we'll get into this a little later too, Angela Merkel right now has thrown in the towel. She is unable to form a new government. Why thank God. Thank God. Thank God. As I say, when when Hillary lost the election, I said, you know that song, The Wicked Witch is Dead. I'm melting. I'm melting. Well, Angela Merkel's melting, just like Hillary Clinton, but a different reason. But thank God she's going and God, isn't it? Well, for, as Craig Smith and I, you see Craig every week on with mm -hmm. Neil Cavuto on Fox Business. Right. Uh, we wrote our seventh book, Money, Morality, and the Machine. A major theme was that Angela Merkel is the goddess of what's called globalization. But we need to understand that the euro currency, taking over national currencies, and the European Union wiping out nations, which so far only England has definitely left being involved in. Uh, those things were part of a German plan, their third attempt in a hundred years, to conquer Europe. They, the first two times they failed militarily, but they were succeeding financially. They were taking over control of Europe because, after all, Germany controls the economy right. the Central Bank of Europe. So... What's called the euro currency is actually the Deutschmark in disguise, for all intents and purposes. And they would get people deeply dependent on that currency, and then they would manipulate them. They'd say, oh, well, you have to change your credit terms and your buying and selling terms. And you have well, to they, wouldn't even, they wouldn't even allow themselves to get out of debt. Like Greece couldn't sell their extra feta cheese or olive oil to get out of debt. So they permanently put them in austerity fascism. And that's why I saw two years ago a mother and, 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 and his son they realized it was so hopeless, they decided to jump off the bridge near Syntagma Square in, 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 in Athens, Greece. I mean, this is right before Christmas two years ago. People need to understand how vile this is and what is going on, don't they? Oh, there's no doubt it's vile. There is, of course, a further complication, and that is the Greek socialist government is incredibly corrupt. It's a oh, yeah. Where yeah. people engage in more tax evasion than almost anywhere else. So what happened is, when, when Greece, given a place in the European Union, Euro, they, that gave them tremendous credit. They could borrow more money than they did before, and they did yeah. so. 
They borrow and spend. Borrow and spend. Yeah. yeah in other words, it, it was like giving a drug addict an open ca- account. How's that? <laughs> well. <laughs> back, in, back in a minute. Yeah. of this uh, article before we proceed. Trump said he will announce next week whether he will campaign on Moore's behalf. Trump spoke to reporters Tuesday at the White House before leaving for a Thanksgiving breakfast at Mar-a-Lago. He's going to tra- he's going to campaign. If he does, it's going to bump Moore up 5 to 10 points and he'll beat Doug. If he doesn't and he loses that seat, his agenda is dead. Because Collins and Flake and, McC- and, and Corker and others that are against him, they're going to kill his agenda. And if you think these tax bill, no matter how sweet it is, is going to get passed this Senate, which is stacked so much by aggravating Democrats and rhino Republicans. And this guy, Doug Jones, it's not just an average Democrat. He's uber-left crazy, but Democrat. This is absolutely going to kill his agenda. And if there's enough of seats lost in the House and enough seats lost in the Senate, they will impeach Donald Trump, and they'll try to make this a... A, a horrifying end to his presidency. And if Donald Trump gets roasted in the last two years of his presidency by this one action, by not supporting Roy Moore, it, he will be the last president of the United States because the U.S. will not survive this. Because if the Democrats try to seize their guns and they don't handle the debt, and they don't grow the economy, which is the only way to deal with the debt, and they don't make our borders safe or safe against EMP or an incoming nuclear missile, this will be the end of America. It will cease to exist. That's how bad my prediction is. And as I say, the people that are skeptical, the people that are pessimists, always clean out the table in Las Vegas. We talked about this the other day with, <laughs> with Josh Bernstein. I'm getting more and more skeptical, and I'm a super optimist. But if Trump doesn't campaign for more, his agenda is dead, isn't it? Oh, it certainly is, yeah. And again, as I say, the choice is actually very clear. You may call it a choice of evils, but it's a choice between being on the side of life or being on the side of death, literally, because this guy is such a fanatical abortionist. So there really isn't that much to choose from. I mean, it's it's an almost open and shut case on one side. Now, as to but, angle... By the, way, by the way, I heard some other little factoid you may not know. I heard that Doug Jones is not just Doug Jones, it's Dr. Doug Jones. So I'm going to tell you, did you know that if you're a medical doctor, you are 11 times more likely to be a serial killer than any other profession on earth, including a bank robber? Did you know that? Why am I not surprised? Right. And I have seen more evil. Give give an example. I was involved as a medical student and a resident at the Calgary General Hospital. And after my first wife got uh, pregnant, and they told me if she didn't have a, an abortion, because after she got pregnant, she ended up getting paralyzed from the neck, went blind, and lost function except for her left arm, and got it back after she got shots of ACTH in hospital. This is months after we are married. They said if she didn't have an abortion, she was going to die even during pregnancy. So I signed the papers, even though I was pro-life, and we both cried, and she, it destroyed her. And I can tell you that when I was... Had to go back because I turned down this residency at UCLA to work on the World MS Tissue Brain Repository with Dr. Tortolot. I 
was required to assist Dr. Mata at the Calvary General Hospital Abortion Clinic on Fridays. On an average Friday, because I was a very efficient surgeon, we would do 36 abortions. So I did them. We call them jigsaw babies because you had to put all the parts together or the woman would die of purple sepsis. And I was asked to do and assist in a late-term abortion. The woman was actually a drug addict. So they tried to, to, to screw up the paper say she was only 20 weeks because it was illegal to abort beyond 20. But she was actually full-term, and the baby was small for days. Senior resident shoves a needle into the baby's abdomen, her abdomen. The baby's writhing like crazy. And the night before, I had a supernatural visitation told to put this rescue equipment in the abortuary, which I put an isolate, a gonco suction, and other things in the abortuary. And I got this voice that occurred in my head while well, I'm in the middle of the abortion, get down between her legs, and I did. I had the gonco suction as the baby popped out, not blood, you know, bloody blue with all of the uh, damage to the blood vessels. I rescued the baby, and the surgeon, Dr. Mata, tried to plunge a scalpel into my neck. And the residents pulled him back before he slit my, my carotid artery, and I would bleed out in the operating room. And when I left and brought the baby to the ICN, which survived, they, my director of the family medicine program told me that if I came back to the hospital, Dr. Moore was packing a gun, and he was going to shoot me on sight. Now, you have to understand how evil doctors are. That just gives you one story. And now, that's one of the reasons why I'm so pro-life is I've seen the other side. I know they're really babies. They're not a lump of tissue. I have done the abortions, and I've gone through hell. And when I finally decided to stop doing abortions, it was not then. I would stop late term, just like 93% of abortionists. I had a diabetic lady come to my office back in 1985. And when she came to my office in, in downtown uh, Calgary, Alberta, she said, I'm diabetic and have no kidneys, but I got pregnant after 12 years, and I want to have a pro-life doctor put me in hospital and dialysis. I said, well, if you don't have an abortion, you're just going to die. You're, you have no kidneys. She said, I'm going to pray for you, Dr. Deagle, but I'm going to come back with my baby. She did about seven months later, and I dropped to the ground and started crying so hard I had to close my office for the day. That made me pro-life. God smacked me down hard and taught me a lesson that if Donald Trump doesn't stand up for this guy, which is pro-life, uh, you know, this guy, Dr. Judge Roy Moore, it's not only the end of the morality of America, it's the end of America as a nation. I was received a book back when I received Clay and Iron 25 years ago, which I presented to the Prophecy Club to 42 cities in Israel and, and Prophecy Club radio and television back in the 90s. And I can tell you that abortion is the primary issue. And I can tell you right now, the Democrats, they don't want to have, you know, birth control, so you have a valve in there. No, they want dead babies. They want blood and guts. That's why when you look at Hillary Clinton and Podesta and these people, they want snuff. They want demonic ceremonies. They want human sacrifice. And if you think I'm doing this as a stretch, you should see the evil going on in hospitals regularly where they euthanize patients in the ICU, where they kill babies if they have birth defects. You wouldn't believe what's going on in socialist countries like Canada and Britain. It's mind-boggling. It is. And if you've got Canadian or your British-style medicine in America, they'll euthanize you or your family. And they give you a social worker right away. And the first thing they do when they think you go beyond a certain stage, they just start giving you a drip of narcotics to eventually stop you from breathing. If you think I'm making this up, I worked in the ICU. I remember one night I was there at one of the... Press pretexts about 3 a.m. in Swedish Hospital, the largest hospital west of uh, Chicago. We had 136 beds just in four pods, and I was taking care of about half of them. Okay, in the ICU, so I was working my tail off as well as the practice during the day. I took over the practice of four 
general internist. So I had just alone 700 diabetics. And I said to the respiratory tech, I said, you're, you've got a pen night out, and you're putting a notch in the top of that respirator. And he said, yeah. I said, that, that, I bet that's your pearl handle. He said, Jesus, Eagle, you're, you're very perceptive. I said, I can count, too. I said, that looks like about 22 notches. He said, man, you can count. And I said, who was it? He said, this guy over ran out of insurance. He was on a respirator in an artificial coma on dialysis, and it was costing 90000 a day, and he ran up his total to millions of dollars. And he had a real high limit, I think about 7 or $8 million, but he burned it through it. And when he ran to the end, instead of going to Vencor, which is Ventilation Corporation of America, where only 15% die, 15% are discharged home after six months on a ventilator, but 85% live, he was pulled from his ventilator and killed on the spot because he didn't have money. His insurance ran up. If you think I'm making this up, people, you're an ididiot, and you're going to die an idiot. You need to understand, you're not going to get more truth than from Deagle than any other broadcaster or radio TV on the planet, because I've been through hell, and I've been a son of hell. And I'm repentant, and I'm a real Christian. I can tell you, if Donald Trump doesn't uh, support uh, Judge Roy Moore, America is finished. What do you think? And you should look in the Bible at Moloch, M-O-L-O-C-H, and realize that's what the Hebrews were fighting against. Right. And, Baal, and there were eight holy days, and the unholiest of all of them was, was, uh, was the feast day we call Halloween and All Saints Day, the Catholic Church has adopted, which is ancient Canaanite beliefs. That's why the Roman Catholic Church is so damned evil. And this pope is the worst of all the popes. I mean, this guy is a monster. Well, there are monsters all over the place. For example, who remembers Howard Dean, you know, the Democrat candidate who shrieked and screamed and so on? Howard Dean was also a medical doctor. Right. He worked at a clinic, at a community clinic, where abortions were routinely performed. Right. He, he has been asked repeatedly, how many abortions did you take part in? Right. Uh, any of these last, last, you know, late-term abortions and so on. Right. He's refused to answer. Of course, because he's guilty. I'm going to say it because I'm saved by the grace, by the blood of the Most High. Not because I'm a good person, because God made me good. Most people. to do a corroborative evidence uh, on, on my, my travels through life. Let me tell you, I'm a born-again, spirit-filled blood covered by the Most High God, saved by the grace of the Most High God, uh, on fire, Christian and prophet. And I'm telling you the truth, that America, if it doesn't deal with the pro-life issue and get rid of abortion, and that's the primary reason, by the way, that Muslim nations look on us as the great Satan. And by the way, you know what? They're right. Isn't that disgusting? So you got some interesting stuff about Angela Merkel. I want you to take the rest of the segment, and, of course, we're coming back next hour. And if you're brave enough out there, and I don't care what question it is, just be brave. There's no such thing as a bad question. Just because we can talk about anything, health care, geopolitics, whatever, just raise it. Call 877-317-6432. And if you're afraid to even do that, just email me, and it will pop right up on the screen, and I'll just read it off if you can't, if you're too scared, scared to call. Just email me, Dr. Bill Deagle, D-R-Bill, D-E-A-G-L-E, at hotmail.com, and I'll read your question and your first name. You don't you can mention your first name and your state if you want. So I'll make the threshold low enough you can't be scared. Okay, uh, so 877-317-6432. Let's get into issues about Angela Merkel. She can't form a government. What's going on? Uh, well, first, let's talk about... Uh 
Well, a couple of general things pertaining to abortion, and then we'll phase over into the other one. A few years ago in Massachusetts, the Republicans tried to pass through a measure, this is when they had more clout there, that would have required, before an abortion could be performed, that a doctor give a woman a stethoscope and let her listen to the heartbeat of her unborn baby for 30 seconds. Wow. Sure, when Democrats are saying, we want women to have more information, we're going to force, for yeah. example, non-abortion clinics to give women information about how to get an abortion, even though they're, of course, morally opposed to it. Um, but the interesting thing is the Democrats went berserk. They literally were screaming and going crazy like a devil. Well, well, listen, in Oklahoma, and I know other states that are listed as well, it's the law in those states, even if a woman has already signed to have the abortion, they must watch an ultrasound of their baby. So in those states, 79% of women who've already signed to do the abortion, say the next day, and they see the ultrasound, they cancel it. These are women who are not necessarily Christians. They just look and say, oh, my gosh, it's not my body. It's an actual separate person bouncing around there, sucking its thumb and playing with its toes. It's a baby. Oh, my God, what a revelation. Yes, now as to the kind of abortion that is be a kind of abortion advocated by this fellow running against Roy Moore in Alabama up to the last right. minute, uh, you need to understand just how bizarre that is. A lot of these people will tell you, for example, they wish we were like Europe. They wish we had the kind of freedom of abortion Europeans do. Most European nations do not allow abortion in the third trimester. No, it is prohibited right. in Scandinavia. Uh, yeah. And therefore, they really wouldn't like a Hillary Clinton kind of abortion where even if the baby slips out of the mother's womb, it can still be stabbed to death as a separate living being, and, and doctors can get away with that. Now, as to Angela Merkel, uh-huh. she's interesting because we're talking about morality and women's rights in the context of the controversy today with Charlie Rose and all the rest. Well, Angela Merkel could not form a government. Her party got the lowest vote turnout it had gotten uh, since the end of World War II in that era. Why? Because she allowed more than a million Muslims to flood into her country. Those million Muslims have made the average German woman, and this is from polling, done on this, afraid to go out on the streets after dark. Right. Afraid right. that they will be assaulted, raped, or attacked by Muslim men. Right. And also the color of their hair so they can't be blonde. They can't be a blonde German woman. They actually have to color their hair darker so they look less desirable and not wear clothing that shows they may actually have women's curvatures. So if they don't wear a burqa, a burqa-free woman is a danger now in Germany. But if you think about it, therefore Angela Merkel was defeated by, by the very thing that we're seeing in the United States, namely women being afraid of being abused by men, not European men, but Islamic uh, men. Wow. From elsewhere. So that's something to think about. I haven't heard anybody else say that wow. except Monty on your show, Doctor. And yet it's self evident when you pause and think about it. Now, as to what the Democrats are doing here, I find it's interesting. They've charged Charlie Rose with exposing himself to women, uh, and oh, isn't that horrible? And of course it is. But at about the same age, there's this guy the Democrats want to have as their backup presidential candidate in 2020. 
He's a guy named Joe Biden, who was Obama's vice president. Oh, my. Joe Touchy Biden. Touchy-feely Biden, Biden, right? Joe Biden routinely required women Secret Service agents to come with him into the uh, enclosed White House pool where he would swim naked. Oh, my. And make the female Secret Service agents watch him. He also has been called by the Washington Post creepy because he's fanatic about grabbing women, smelling their hair, touching their body in strange ways. I mean, this guy has a few screws loose, if truth be told. I've seen the, I've seen the little girl in front of him where he actually was fondling her, touching her shoulders and her hair and her face and her body. It's like, oh, my God, this guy's a, a, a creep magnet. I mean, he is so creepy. It's like, whoa. I mean, uh, and he's a so-called backup. Are you kidding? Yeah, so, so that's the one being talked up as their potential one-term presidential candidate to be able to be sure to, someone with enough gravitas, we're told, to beat Donald Trump. Well, once the truth is known about Joe Biden, I don't think so. Among many well, not, other- not, only that, I mean, not only that, he has no policies to actually make America great again, which is to bring the economy back, to protect our borders, stop a nuclear and EMP attack, and, and protect American businesses by repatriating trillions of dollars of money. None of those things the Democrats are doing, no matter how star called they are, including the new uh, the mayor of Los Angeles, who is a Hispanic Jew, who's now saying he's going to throw his hat in the ring. I mean, you got Mark Cuban who wants to even campaign against Trump in the Republican Party. We got Doctor, you got Peter Thiel of the uh, of the Silicon Valley. I mean, all these people are really, to me, unqualified to try to compete against Donald Trump. It really is quite ridiculous. Well, what Trump demonstrated in 2016 was that an unconventional uh, candidate with no direct political experience except in bribing politicians can win the presidency. And that said to all these other people, maybe you can do it too. Oh, yeah. They're talking about even Oprah Winfrey running. I mean, you know, really. (laughs) Well, so if Americans are sick of both Republican and Democrat veteran politicians, if we've learned just how corrupt the average politician is on either side, then we probably would like someone who isn't a politician. That would be the biggest single recommendation you could make for them. Yeah. Yeah, or the, or the other guy that I thought was real funny, because I, I think his expression of shock are, are, are some of the funniest things I've ever seen is The Rock, Daryl Johnson, who apparently lives right here in Vista, California, and a few people... My, you know, half a mile or so from my home. He's up one of our little mountain peaks here in Vista, which is up, you know, higher altitude. Arnold Schwarzenegger used to live down here, too. Yeah, and it's a beautiful place because for one-sixth the price, you can own a bigger home and have more privacy living in Vista than you can in, in uh, you know, Los Angeles County and somewhere near Hollywood. And it's only about 45 minutes to get to Hollywood anyway from here, 45 no, to an hour and 15. home on a hilltop. Yeah, exactly. It's a 20-minute helicopter ride, by the way, because a lot of these people have heliports, too. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm just a, a mere peasant. I only have a 4,000 square foot home on a hill ridge. Oh, I think you're. I think you're. Yeah, I think you're. You're, you're 4,000 foot on the hill ridge, and I'm sure you're. You're. You're a very, very smart guy. I mean, you're one of my great. We call wise men of the of that brings truth here to the people. Don't understand if our society doesn't accept. See, the most important institution is the governing institutions. Is what I call honest journalism. I think our role is very similar to the ancient 
uh, high priests and prophets. Because most people realize in all of the ancient societies, whether they're Christian or non-Christian or whatever, it was the, the if you want to call it the prophet priest, it was one level above the warrior king. And if the warrior king didn't accept it, there was always a cadre of high priests that would remove the warrior king because the high priest thought he was off the, off the reserve. And what people have to understand, the role of true journalism is to operate in that realm, isn't it? It is. Even I think I'm only the court jester. Uh, no, but if they don't listen to our humor, the, uh, it becomes unfunny. How's that? And destruction comes upon the nation. You know, the court jester was the one person who could tell the truth. Right, but the thing is that they didn't listen to the truth. The truth has titanium fangs, doesn't it? It often does, yes. It does indeed. When we go back, we'll go over your rest of your article here on Angela Merkel, what's going on. Hour two is coming up. We get a few minute bio break here, and we'll be back with. And do be brave, you know. If you don't want to call in at 877-317-6432, just email me live. I'll read your question on air. Don't don't be afraid. There's no such thing. I have my radio distemper shot, so I won't bite. And if I do, you'll survive. How's that? <laughs> back in a moment. <laughs> Do you have difficulty taking supplements? Are you searching for a high-quality, complete nutritional drink that your whole family will love? Nutramedical's Life Support has arrived. All of your daily nutritional requirements in one quick, delicious drink. Dr. Bill Deagle's Life Support is a proprietary blend of vegan protein, activated vitamins, essential minerals, amino acids, probiotics, green tea, digestive enzymes, anti-inflammatories, cancer prevention, detoxification, and much more. Your body will high-five you for this one. Life Support is the best complete nutritious meal replacement on the market. Whether you are an elite athlete, have post-operative challenges, chronic illness, elderly, or a family that just wants a quick, delicious drink, try Dr. Bill Deagle's Life Support for optimized nutrition in one great-tasting smoothie. Just add cold water, almond milk, fruit, or anything else you like. Nutramedical's Life Support. Try our great-tasting chocolate or vanilla today. Call 888-212-8871 or visit us online at Nutramedical.com. Nutramedical.com for the whole family. 